Hey, you're listening to the Judah and Lee podcast. Please leave a comment afterwards. And if you have a question for us, why not shoot it our way? We want to talk, so let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Hope everyone's having a phenomenal day. We had such a great Sunday after we discussed that we were going to have a little discussion about something revolving around seasons. So um, this Sunday, we delved into a little bit more on a discussion, Lee and myself, went on stage and just bounced off each other and it was more of a, a question and answer between the two of us and um, we looked at a few scriptures that we're going to just encourage you with today and the first one is Psalms 1 verse 3 and many of you know this and you might have heard it before and the Bible says he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and in whatever he does he prospers. So that scripture is quite a famous scripture that we use as Christians, as believers to say, man, I'm going to get rooted. I'm going to get planted. I'm going to, I'm going to grow. I'm going to see everything that God has for me because I'm just founded in this place where the water flows. But then I look at, I looked at the scripture and we took it a little bit further. And um, if you look from verse one, it says, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the path of sinners. Because that's the he that the scripture is talking about. That's it. Nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And then it says, he will, he be, will be like, a, like tree. a tree. Who's so, going to be like a tree? Come on, this guy that we've spoken about previously. Who doesn't that we walk said, in the counsel of the wicked. Nor stands in the path of sinners. And his delight is in the Lord. And he meditates on a day you and night. You know what, babes? It's so easy to quote scripture, the part of the scripture that's like the peak. And then to be like, yeah, but scripture says this. But sometimes we forget to go back and see the context of scripture to allow us to realize that scripture is conditional. That's true. And especially this one, you know, because we, we all like to be that person who says, man, I'm going to be like a tree planted and God's going to bless me. But there's consequences. We have to put some things in place to see that blessing. And I feel like that's with most things in life. You don't just get handed uh, everything on a, free, on a free silver platter. You have to put some things in play. And that's why we wanted to talk about this, especially when it comes to seasons, because I feel like oftentimes we look at our life and when it comes to the this winter season coming up now, some some people might say to themselves, you know, well, uh, it's a good time for me to stay at home when it's cold or I can rest. But the truth is, and when we looked at this, we said a tree never stops growing. Even though you don't see it on the outside, it doesn't mean that it's not growing down with the roots because in winter, roots go deeper. Yeah, you and I absolutely adore the bushveld. We love the bushveld. And when it's so green and beautiful and the trees and the bird life and the man, Africa is the most incredible place. Just, just the bushveld and everything that we have and the animals. Oh, what a privilege. But have you ever been to the bush in winter? You can't believe it's the same place. It's brown. There's no greenery for miles and miles and miles as far as the eye can see. It's brown and it's ugly. And you might think that the... the the area is dead because you don't see the green leaves, mm-hmm. yet those roots are digging deeper for the next season. Mm-hmm. And why I said about church, because I think oftentimes when it's cold like that, some people might feel like, oh, I'm going to sleep in, um, I'm going to stay in and 
and just I'll catch it next season. You know, and that's actually when you can grow the most when you say, man, during this time, I'm going to put my roots deeper. And sometimes it's more difficult in winter because you have to let the roots do the work and you don't just see the, the, the leaves or the fruits on the tree. And sometimes with our life, it's like that too. Especially when you're in a winter season, your roots are going deeper so that you can get the water you need so that when it's your turn to blossom, you blossom as God intended. When you're in your winter season, though, and you're watching someone else who's in their spring season, sometimes that can be really tough because you're watching someone and you're like, they're blooming, I'm nothing, I'm, look what's happening with me. But during the season where you're going deeper, deep into the things of God, deep into that which God has for you, deep into molding your character, deep into applying the Word of God, and we've got to learn to be content with the season that we're in, in, in the sense that this is my season, but never stop, never stop growing, never stop growing. We can't be like, oh, it's winter now, so let's just stop. We can chill now. Yeah, and I think sometimes because circumstances look like there's no growth, some people feel like, well, there's obviously no growth instead of saying, well, there's something I need to do. Instead of what, what you do on the top, usually you got to go deep down. And that's very important for us also to look at sometimes the, the fruit that you're producing is not on the outside so much, but you're working on the character. You're working on the inside. You're working mm -hmm. on who you are because mm -hmm. everything flows out of that. That's and good, we babe. have to take account of ourselves and say, well, sometimes in my life I need to go deep into the word with some things that I'm challenged with and some mm -hmm. things in my own life so that I can become better for the next season. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. What's that scripture that you read on Sunday that I liked so much that was so cool? Romans 11, verse 16 to 19, it says, If the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them and became partakers with them of the rich root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant towards the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root supports you. And then it continues and it says, you will say then branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Sheesh, there's so much in that scripture. You can literally park there and unpack that scripture for a whole bit. But what I love about it the most is the fact that, from a church point of view now, because we're talking as pastors, people come into God's house as wild olives. But you can't just stay a wild olive. You've got to get grafted in, um, become a part of what God is doing, and take that rich root, you know. Um and I used an example actually on Sunday of someone who was a wild olive when they came into church. But now they're so vital. They, they, the role they play is so vital and what they're doing is so, it's so wealthy what they're doing because they're adding so much value to the house. Yeah. And um, it's so easy for us to try and take glory and try and take credit for other people's growth. Um, because we played a part in it, and we did. Um, all of us play parts in other people's growth, but we never take the glory for it. We can't say, oh, that person's there because, because of what I did. And I spoke about some of our amazing leaders who've invested in, in this particular volunteer's life, who's not a leader yet, but um, there's amazing fruit in her life, and yeah. she's becoming so vital to our church now because of the deposits that were made by other amazing leaders. 
And um, that's the privilege of the kingdom, the fact that we get to impart in people's lives and see them grow. But we don't take credit for it, you know. But we need to not be wild olives. We need to get grafted in. My heart is always that. Growing up in church and all I know is church life, having a look at people who come into church and think it's okay just to warm the seat pews, my heart breaks for that because no matter how busy you think you are, when you do the things for the kingdom, your life becomes so much more rich so much more colorful so much more 3d so much more 4d man and my heart is really to see people plug into god's house and to become a part of what god is doing and to grow in character and to grow in strength and to grow in their skill and their anointing and um i believe that's where we at right now particularly people just learning to plug in and learning to love doing stuff for god you know outside of their work and what Definitely. they're doing the week and it's wonderful to watch and the beauty about the scripture as i read there right at the end it says um some will say then that branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. And I feel like um, as we growing as a church and as people come from different places and they they join to what we're doing, it's like they become grafted into the vision. And we can't see the beginning from the end of where we started and where they joined. It's like one strong arm that just continues to, to grow. And I feel like that's really what God does. That's what He does with the body of Christ. He adds the members. And when He does that, He grafts them in. And mm. it's so beautiful to see how God does does that and I also encourage the church I said because some people have gone through some difficulty through some challenges in their life even through their their marriage and work and stuff and maybe they felt cut off even from some churches and places like that mm-hmm. and they feel like well how am I ever going to live my potential how am I ever going to be able to to live again or, or do anything of success and this scripture is such an encouragement to show the grace of God that says hey he can he can graft you into something and, and make the rest of your life look so much better than what you ever could ask think or imagine and it really comes down to just trusting him and trusting him above what we can even see ask or imagine because he's a good God and he loves us so much and even if we've messed up even if we've we've taken a a wrong road or a detour he can still help us get back on track and really be that which he's called us to be absolutely I love that man at the end of the day, my heart always just cries for people to not only become engrafted because we all working together towards one vision and one goal that which God has given us to do. That's obviously a reason why you want to get involved, becoming engrafted with what God is doing together. But my other my other desire is to see people really use their spiritual gift. Definitely. Because, you know, I think that sometimes uh, people are so busy just, you know, building church and allowing people to just sit and hear the word that sometimes people don't activate the fact that they must use their spiritual gift. And some people are gifted, prophetically gifted. Some yeah. people are, are gifted um, with, with, with so many amazing things that God has gifted the body of Christ with. The working of miracles, even those things, you know, diverse tongues. I feel like sometimes it's things that we just read in the the New Testament and we don't really realize that we have that power. And that power is unto salvation. That is the power that will see people's lives touched and changed. So we have to use it. Isn't it funny? Like how many times in our life have we tried to do the right thing in inverted commas and build church according to what we know would work in the business of church? Yes. But you and I always fall back on the fact that we have a heart to see people engage with the supernatural. Um, And not from a weird, spooky way, because there's lots of that out there, but because that's what changed our life. Exactly. And we can't hide from that. (laughs) You you ran away from church as a youngster. You were... 
you were totally not saved, but I was in church all my life. And no matter how, how different we were, black and white different, the fact of the matter is what got us to serve God and be on fire was not a great church program, was not a great... System. No, it was a touch from God. Definitely. That and that's set what's, us alight. That's what's kept us going. And that's why we can't run away from that, even though we've tried at different times to see how we can help God. <laughs> With <laughs> the just, business of exactly. church. Exactly. And I do know that there are things that you can put in place that will just help natural growth and help put things in place that can help people along. But at the end of the day, it's a touch of God that will transform people's lives. It's that one touch True. that will ignite the fire that and, will keep them. And you know, that's even why, like, babe, when we're talking about this, I keep thinking about the fact that Jesus said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said. The one. The one said, it is better for me to go because I send my spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be your helper and your guide. And sometimes my heart breaks because I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, if people just realized that you are the door, but that you left because you believed we all needed your Holy Spirit. That's powerful. And, you know, even just concerning what we're speaking about today with seasons, he never changes God never changes, even though things in society change. And, you know, sometimes we see more fruit on a tree and sometimes we see the the leaves are green and then they fall. At the end of the day, if you're rooted in Christ, that's really where your strength comes from. And that's what we want to see people do, have a relationship with God above any natural program, which is all good to help people along. But if you are not connected to the vine, if you are not engrafted in God, let me tell you, and you don't have something to hold back on and saying, man, I remember that encounter I had or, or to remind yourself of what you went through. Unfortunately, I've seen too many people that, that like the, the seed that was sown on rocky ground between the thorns and all kinds of other places. When the real worries and the issues of life come, mm. unfortunately, they're not able to stick it through because they're not engrafted in their life with God. Amen. That's good. But we pray for people. We we trust that God has them on a journey. But I want to encourage you to get a touch from God. I want to encourage those of you listening right now that have had a touch from God. Don't run away from that. That is what will sustain you. Knowing that, you know, our pastor said it like this. I just saw with the upcoming conference. What God birthed in the fire needs to be maintained through the fire. And sometimes people get the touch from God and then they drift away from that. And mm. and we can't do that. We've got to be people that if God touched us a certain way, mm. if he shone his light in and through our lives, then that's what we run with. Even the Apostle Paul, man, when he got his encounter from God, that was the light shone. You know, he was transformed and he can never take away that miracle that shook him from this person that was persecuting the church to all of a sudden running so hard for God saying, man, I want to see the church be victorious that's because of an encounter Mm. i think i just want to challenge everyone listening today you can serve god and a lot of people see serving god as going to church and being a christian or you can be used of god and that is really totally laying down your life and saying lord use me here i am send me the cry of isaiah here i am lord send me send me i'll go wherever you want me to go and that's quite a Gutsy prayer to pray. It's not the easiest prayer to pray, but because God will come and He'll take you up on that prayer. But when you surrender your life to God, the kind of life you'll live is the kind of life that books are written about. Because God is just looking for someone to reach out and say, Lord, here I am. Send me, use my life. And I think that that's what I want to see most believers do not just sit in the seat, 
look at the pulpit and say, oh, I got fed well today, now I'm going home. But to say, here I am, Lord, send me. It's when the fire of God grabs a hold of you Come and it burns through you and you just want to see God do amazing things in and through your life, and then he does. I want to encourage you, get engrafted in what God's Spirit is doing on the earth today. We thank God. We thank God for what he's doing on the earth today, and we want to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening once again. I want to encourage you to subscribe and um, share this. Encourage someone with this. I know there's people going through seasons right now, and you might not even know what they're going through, but you can encourage them. And so get the word out there. And you can find us if you're looking for us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We've also got a YouTube channel. So if you're looking for us, and remember that we are always, always open to your questions and things you want to know about from the Word of God. We would love to have the opportunity to share that with you.